Man, you you Should are they... not going to stop taking a victory lap on that one. No, the I, best I part is we walk out of the studio. It. We walk out of the studio, and Poobah is like someone just gave him. Did you ever see a kid get that gift they always wanted when they were eight or nine years old? And they're like, oh, look at this. It's an Xbox. <gasps> and they're just like so excited. We walk out of the studio after Phelps does that segment. And they're like, <gasps> it was like he got his, it was like the world's greatest segment. He was you so excited. fun of the podcast. That's perfect. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to invent It's Always Game Day in Cleveland. And then what I'm going to do is I'm going to give it to everybody else. It's a great idea. Sal Capaccio is on this week's It's Always Game Day in Cleveland. But guess what else he's on? He's also on It's Always Game Day in Buffalo. I said, why not give them the idea? And then he turns around and says, let's give Cincinnati the idea, too. He says, hey, let's make it always game day in Cincinnati. You know why? So we can confuse everybody when they're trying to find it. Poobah trademarked the name. That's why. Oh, maybe he's getting cat. I hope he is. By the way. It's always game day in Buffalo doesn't exist anymore. Did you know that? Oh, no, I didn't realize. Well, I got snowed out. They're changing it tomorrow to it's always game day in Detroit. <laughs> All right. Now, I, I don't want to. Don't take this personally. Uh-oh, here we go. I don't. Hang on, I got to put the shield I, up. I, I, I don't want to go Mark Johnson, Dick Goddard, Bruce Kalinowski here. Okay. I don't want to go nutso on weather. Okay? Oh, oh. But I do want to bring this up. Here we go. Should they change this game? Should they move it? I, you were just you were just screaming in the last break that, about I ninety. What's going on? Well, with I just I look. Buffalo? Fox eight has this thing about how I ninety is a mess from where they said this blizzard was going to be, from uh, like basically Conneaut Ashtabula all the way through Buffalo, and like I just looked at the traffic they were showing um, on Fox 8's Instagram account. So. I don't know. I just I saw that and I'm like, here we go. This is this is the real deal. So what do you think? Um, I think at the end of the day, they need to get the Browns there. They need to get the officials there and a scoreboard operator. Well, you know what else you need? To I, get? I don't know. That you necessarily you need to get a television crew there. Okay. It's the NFL. You got to put that baby on TV. You got to get a radio crew there. All right. So you're talking for both teams. But to make a game work without fans, how many people do you need? A thousand? Not. I don't even think there's a five hundred. Is it 500 people to make a game happen? Without fans. Without fans. Yeah, that's I don't even think you need five. What do you got? You know, both teams are about 150, right? You with me on this? Yeah. With personnel and everything that you need. With, and that's probably I'm not about, even right? saying you have to bring maximum personnel. I'm sure there's some folks you can leave behind if you want to. So now you're up to 300. I'll give you another 100 for television crew. But then if it's all this bad... To even try to get people there, then you've got to play a game in this. Well, that's okay. Or do you think the game will be okay because they'll be able to clear the field and it'll all be okay? Well, then, okay, so you need 10 more guys to that. You need the folks that. Drive uh, house. Yeah. And that can spray off the field like they did in that one Patriots game. Remember that one? The guy who was out on parole. Yes. Yeah. It's okay. He did his time. Well, um, actually, he was on a work release program. Okay, even better. So. Yeah, I, they just need to play the game. Just play the game. I don't know that they need fans there. That might be, I, I'm telling you, I think that's to our advantage. If we end up just going there and playing in snow, first of all, I think our running game can handle them. Um, and I think our running game is is built for this. So I feel good about that. And then you take away home field advantage if you get rid of the fans. I think the snow takes away home field advantage, too. If well, you're playing in a blizzard, that, which is stink? supposed to stop when the game starts. If you're a Bill season ticket holder, wouldn't that just stink? By the way, Browns players are coming up. 
Wouldn't that just stink? Yeah. You lose your game to Detroit because of weather? I mean, you. What's well, already happened once before? You live in Buffalo, for God's sake. You're okay with the snow. Again, like we were, I was saying, we were talking to Sal Capaccio yesterday, who's the sideline reporter for the Bills, and he also does It's Always Game Day in Buffalo, and he works for our sister station in Buffalo, and he was just saying what we were hearing from a lot of folks yesterday about how weird the snow is. Like here, right? It's like, oh, where do you want to live, east side or west side? And people are like, oh, I want to live on the west side because we get less snow over there. That's exactly the same way it is in Buffalo, except the west side. It seems like the southwest side there gets all there, gets the majority of the lake effect snow because of the way the city is situated, where Orchard Park is. Although he was saying, Sal was saying that downtown Buffalo is supposed to get crushed. So, who knows? But I, Anthony said something this morning I thought that was really important. If they're telling people you can't drive on I-90 and then it's shut down for emergency vehicles only, here we go. Guys, let's pop into Berea real quick. Of course, all of our press conferences brought to you by Nissan of North Olmsted and I-90 Nissan in Sheffield Village. Are you kidding me? Shop online, bignissan.com. Let's pop in Bria for Browns wide receiver Amari Cooper. You know, it's going to be a fair matchup no matter how you uh, how it plays out. How do you, what's the challenge in catching a ball in, like, snowy or? Like... I ain't never played in the snow, so I don't know. <laughs> um, but um, at the end of the day, it's all about being able to adapt to the situation. Um, you know, I've seen people catching the snow, and I've always had the mindset um, if anybody, if somebody else could do something, then so can I. So it's not going to be a problem. Do you wear gloves? Yeah. Even on good weather, I haven't noticed. In good weather, yeah, we'll go. Yeah. Or you like talk to maybe some of your friends around the league that have played in snow before, just to kind of pick their brains of how they handle it. Nah, I'm, I'm a visual learner, so <laughs> just, just watch on film and and see. Well, you're from Florida. You went to Alabama. You the Raiders. I mean, it's just been all either warm weather or domes. I mean, it's, right. It's just how does it? You have you even thought about it playing in a game like this, given that you've just been in warm environments your whole life? Yeah, I've been in warm environments my whole life. I've played in the cold a lot. Uh, it's just always dodge or just snow, you know. Uh, so uh, I really haven't given much thought to it. Um, obviously, I knew inevitably I would play in the snow, so I mean, it's it's not a big deal to me, to be honest. Depending where the game is played, changes the game plan, right? I mean, if you're playing in snow, you might try and do one thing, but if you end up having to go elsewhere, play indoors, that I guess yeah. allows you guys to do do what you do, but just what, what type of a, a challenge does that present, you, you know, having to maybe prepare for multiple scenarios mentally? It's not really a challenge. I mean, it's just, like I said before, adapting, you know, adapting to whatever situation is out there. It's just like, I guess it would be no different if, if, if um, we're playing the game and somebody gets hurt. You know, we have to adapt. You know, same thing, same type of situation. I know you talked after the game about everybody trying to put their greatness on display. Um, what do you think the kind of mindset is of the team, given where we are in the standings, given the record and coming off that loss of money? The mindset, I mean, I can't speak for everybody else. I, I just know for, for me it's just you just got to play better, <laughs> you know, at the end of the day. Um, we understand that there's no – bad teams in the NFL, you know what I mean? All teams are good. You just got to play better situa- situationally to 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 win in the important moments of the game. And we just got to get better at that. What's Buffalo's defense do best? Um, 
Uh, I would say situationally. They're situationally good. Uh, they got a lot of turnovers, too. So probably that. Is there an easy answer to why you only got three targets in Miami? Is there a what? An, an easy, easy answer to why you only got three answers? Uh, I don't know. I caught all of them, though. So, <laughs> so hopefully, you know, hopefully that uh, helps get more. But, you know, it, I don't know. It's Amari Cooper, Browns wide receiver. Press conference is brought to us by Nissan of North Olmstead, 990 Nissan in Sheffield Village. You can shop online at bignissan.com. Uh, he's never played in the snow. Sleep well, America. Uh, that's great. I'm sure we have a bunch of guys. This is why I'm all for the college football playoff having home games in northern sites. So these guys could get used to it if they ever have to go to the NFL. That's how I look at it. So I see it. I'm just trying to figure out other places they could play. Like, why not go to Syracuse? That's only two, two and a half or three hours over. And we could fly over all the garbage. If Buffalo could get out, it looks like the snow isn't that way. I'm just saying. I know it's a college venue, but. Maybe it's not NFL standards. A, I, I don't know. I, I'm just throwing that out. I have no idea. I don't know. I'm looking. I'm thinking. I mean, I know there's another place maybe they could play. Let me see if they're home this weekend. Detroit's easy because it's just, you know, plug in two teams and go. It's all set up to be an NFL venue. I would think that's the way to go, Andy. Anything else you you will have on short notice, especially some logistical issues. Would you not? Some anyway. Yeah, uh, Pittsburgh's at home this week. That's, otherwise, I would say Pittsburgh. Yeah, you could do that too. The Bengals are there. Maybe yeah. the Browns and, and Bills could play at 9 o'clock in the morning in Pittsburgh, and then they could flip the stadium around for a doubleheader. Yeah, okay. Uh, more Browns players perhaps coming up. We'll see what presents itself out there. The uh, Cavaliers had an eight-game winning streak, Andy. Had. That was fun, wasn't it? They have a five-game losing streak now. Uh, yeah, they have that too, don't they? Not as good as they were during that winning streak. And not as bad as they are right now during the losing streak. Next on Baskin and Phelps. Hey, let's go to Berea. Brown's cornerback, Greg Newsom, speaking with the media. I feel like, you know, we weren't playing as fast, you know, just with all that motion in and stuff like that. It's tough to go against a, a team that motions like that, and especially when, when guys aren't, you know, maybe confident enough and not playing as fast. It's, it's definitely hard to deal with some of that motion stuff. Is that a, a player thing? Like the, the game plan was sound, but you guys just were a little hesitant? Or do you feel like you guys need to be more physical and aggressive you know, just from a game plan? Um, I kind of feel like you can kind of dabble in both of them. Um, as a player, just you know, just us getting in our getting our playbook and kind of trying to get the game plan all the way down, but then also knowing when to you know not put as much in depending on the team stuff like that. So I feel like it's a mixture of both. You know, every I feel like both sides, especially when you know when you lose a game like that in that fashion, it's never you know just one side ever. Like it's obviously players, obviously coaches, and you know this week we found ways to you know kind of combine together and find ways to make a. You know, a good game plan. Since you've played in cold weather, would you rather do that or in the 100, 100 degrees? Give me 100. <laughs> oh, for sure. <laughs> that didn't take a toll on uh, No, nah, not at all. Um, I mean, I'm, I played one uh, one year in, in high school in Florida, so it really didn't take a toll. But I don't know. I feel like 
it's different. Like, if you were to say, would I rather be, like, just a regular civilian in the hot or cold, I'd probably choose a cold because you can put a lot of stuff on. Football, you, I can't go out there in a jacket. I won't be able to move that fast. So i take the I'd take the hot weather all day. What's your favorite snow game that you play? Not, not flurries, but I'm talking, like, blizzard, snow on the field game that you ever played in. High school, um, it's like third round of the playoffs. It was the coldest game I ever played in. Yeah, definitely high school game. What do you see out of Davis as kind of that compliment to Diggs? I know his yards per catch is crazy. He can play, man. Um, a lot of people don't really talk about him as much. Like, But, you know, I feel like guys in the league and, you know, defensive backs know he, he's, he can play for sure. Um, he's not – it's crazy because he's not the fastest, you would say, but he, um, he always finds a way to get open down the field. Uh, he kind of reminds me of like a, a T. Higgins type of guy. Like he's great at the catch point, um, can run good routes, and he's a, he's a bigger guy, bigger target. So um, I feel like that's bro. What is wrong with you? I feel like that, I feel like that's kind of similar that they have like him and like a, a T. Higgins. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. That's Greg Newsom. It's a northern guy, Andy. Snow's okay, right? That's okay. I, at the end of the day, your job is to catch passes, right? It doesn't matter. Or intercept them. Or intercept them. I'm just saying. Because I'm, I'm... Or keep somebody else from catching them. Fair enough. Yeah. I'll, I'll buy all that. So um, there was another story that um, Mary Kay Cabot had today. And she was saying that, the, you know, I was saying, how about go play at Syracuse? Or, and then I said, well, you can't play Pittsburgh because Pittsburgh's at home. And <clears throat> you destroy the turf. You try to play a game at like 9 in the morning and then play another one later in the afternoon. You frowned upon. Yeah. So according to the story... You know, obviously Detroit makes sense, especially because the Bills play in Detroit on Thursday. Um, other NFL stadiums loosely general vicinity of Buffalo include Philadelphia, Lincoln Financial Field, and FedEx Field in D.C. The NFL would prefer not to play the game in Cleveland since that would give the Browns an unwarranted home field advantage. True. Um, looming Thanksgiving Day game. This is from Pro Football Talk. Uh, for the Bills would limit the team's options. Yeah, I mean, what's crushing them is having to play on Thursday night. Let's go back to Berea. Here's Joel Batonio. So why do you think the uh, Miami was able to contain you guys running the ball, especially early? Yeah, they, um, we just didn't play good enough, honestly. Um, I mean, they have some good players up front. They, they executed really well. But there was just some mishaps that are, were unusual for us in the sense of, a missed assignment or something like that where usually we're on the right guys and there was a couple times where we had a few guys running free um, and they did a good job. It's, it's a credit to them, but we did not play play well enough um, either. How hard is that when why, you know, practice all week thinking he can go and then isn't able to make it out of the first game? Yeah, it's tough. I mean, he's a good player for us and, you know, you know, he thought he was ready to go and you never know with those, you know, kind of injuries and stuff like that. So it, it, it's tough, but um, you know, Yelda came in and um, he was he was fine run blocking. You know what I mean? He did a good job in there run blocking. But it was just at that point we were a little bit behind. We started having to throw, and then yeah, we we just for sure did not play good enough up front. You guys, you guys are just so accustomed to playing well. You know, you're so consistent week in and week out. So just what what's it like when you're going through a game and it maybe enters your mind that you're not it collectively not yeah. having the, the afternoon that you guys are used to up front. Yeah, no, we were yeah, we were not good enough. It was it was probably collectively our worst game of the year, you know, on the line, and um, just something not we, we don't want to accept, you know what I mean? Like like during the game, it's like how do we get out of this? Like let's try and figure out a way to 
to, to score and get, get some uh, momentum here, you know. We just never got anything going. But now that you look at yourself and you see, like, what did we do wrong in the game and how do you fix it? And you come out and have a great week of practice. And that's kind of what we've been focused on. Um, you know, it's unfortunate you never want to play like that. But um, but we're real, we're real focused on just getting better, getting back to the fundamentals and just trying to trying to take that next step as a group because they're, they're a good front coming up this week as well. So you just kind of touched on it. Nick was saying yesterday that there's frustration in that the effort is there, the preparation is there, the ball's not bouncing your way, and you guys are at 3-16. and 16. What do you lean on now? You just talked about those fundamentals. What else can you lean on to get this thing turned around quicker? Yeah, I think we have, we have faith that we can get the job done. You know what I mean? Like if we play our game and we execute and, and you know play well, we, we can we can beat teams in this league. And I think um, there's a pride in the group too. Like no one's like, oh man, this is dumb. Like you know you play every game to win every game, and uh, and that's our, our mindset. You know what I mean? And, and we have a huge test this week. They're one of the better teams in the league. But um, you know I've sensed no like doubt in people's mind. You yeah, know we it's don't just know what's like, next. Hey, we have to go out there. We have to play better. We have to execute and. Um, you know, start some practice and having a great week of practice. And, I, and you've sensed that doubt here before, right? I'm not saying this year, but... Oh, in the past, past yeah. There's, there was times when we were, you know, obviously really, really, you know, 0-10 and stuff like that where it was it was, it was, was not good vibes. But, no, the guys, I think we have faith in everybody in the building. And, um, you know, we're, we're working as hard as anybody to try and, try and you know, right the ship. So was it something that they were... Was there something specifically the Dolphins were doing? Um, up front that kind of made things more difficult for you? Um, you know, I mean, they had good rushers, you know, I, I would say, but but it, it was more execution. You know, they beat us one-on-one a few times, things like that, some games they ran. Um, I would say scheme-wise it wasn't anything out of the ordinary, you know. Um, they had some good players, like I said, but, no, I think I think most of it was just, you know, getting beat. What about so, Von Miller and, and their pass rush? What, what do you make of those Yeah, yeah he's, he's looked really good this year. Um, he's kind of... I think put a little life in their in their pass rush, and, and he's kind of the leader up front. But um, they got good rushes over there. You know, a lot of first round picks over there, and a lot of guys that have played a lot of football. Um, but they don't have to blitz too much. They don't have to do too much like that. You know, they use four guys a lot to, to rush the quarterback, and and they've been pressing the quarterbacks pretty well. Like, you know, Kirk Cousins put up some good numbers, but he was getting pressured quite a bit last week. Um, and I think you know Vaughn leads that off, but they have a lot of good players behind him. Some of those uh, losing seasons that you've been through. It just seemed like the season ended with four, five, six, seven losses in a row where the team just stops responding. I didn't say quit, but just stops responding. Has that been the case in some of those seasons, and are you near that point? Um, I don't know. I, you know, I, to look back on that right now is, is, is tough to say. I think some of those we just didn't have enough talent. You know, I think guys, at least from my perspective, and I can only talk about myself, is like there's a heck of a lot of pride every time you go on the field. Uh, to perform to your standards, to your team standards. And, um, you know, I, I think a lot of those teams did have pride. But, you know, you look back on the records, obviously we didn't we didn't finish the season strong, um, you know, a few of those years. But I don't sense that here. I, I think the guys understand what it takes to win and are really trying to, to fight to get a win. Why was talking after the game how hard it was for him not to be able to stay in there? Could you tell, like, on the sideline you've seen it, how upset he was. He just yeah, he was frustrated for sure. Um, you know, I think he thought he was ready to go, and you go out there and you feel, you, you know, nothing gets you quite like a drive, you know, in a football game to kind of feel it out. So he was definitely frustrated um, on the sideline. Uh, That's Joe Batonio, Browns guard. Press conference is brought to us by 
Nissan of North Olmstead and 990 Nissan in Sheffield Village. You can shop online at BigNissan.com. Could you throw the offensive line into that department, Andy, of areas you'd like to see play better? You know, we talked about that earlier. Do I have Wyatt Teller back on the field? Yeah. I, that I, makes a difference. I thought it well, made a difference last week. I don't know that we put them in there. I think they've done a pretty good job. I really do. I don't yeah, know. those two sacks before halftime were a little bummed me out a little bit, but well, I don't think last week was their finest hour by any means. I would dis- I, I, w- I couldn't disagree with you on that. I mean, yeah. I mean, they're due. I mean, every once in a while, your O line's not going to have a great game, but yep, I would agree. They're not on my priority list of what I need to fix immediately. I I would agree with that. I I think that's accurate. I still think it's a terrific offensive line. I, I hate doing this because it's so deep into the season. I I just I'm I'm twiddling my thumbs here, waiting to see what this thing all looks like with Deshaun Watson. It's like it's going to be two completely different seasons. Jacoby's been just fine. If Deshaun Watson comes out, and I know he's going to be rusty. You know, we all know that. But if by the end of the year, Andy, this thing doesn't look even better, because, you know, the offense is solid. It's solid with Jacoby Brissett. You would think that with Deshaun Watson, it's going to become a, a good offense. You know, one that might scare another team a little bit. I think our running game does. I don't think the passing game does. Hopefully it, it scares teams with Jacoby with uh, Deshaun Watson instead of Jacoby Brissett. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to what I, – like, I wonder what we're going to look like with a quarterback who actually can run, you know, that you, it doesn't look like it's in slow motion. Yeah, that's true. I also want to know how agile he's going to be after two years off. Don't you? You know, the only thing I think we might miss on this? Huh. Jacoby Brissett's really good on, like, Third and one, fourth and one. He is. Well, maybe you put him back in for third and one or fourth and one. Oh, maybe you have a looky there. Jacoby package. You know what? That's not a bad idea. Then again, I wanted to have a Josh Tobbs package, and that didn't work out, did it? it it's That's that's <clears throat> not bad. No. Um, Wait, why is that crickets? Your Josh Tobbs package. Oh, sorry. Okay, yeah. thank you. It's kind of like his whole career has been that poor guy. And that, that guy's barely played. We're going to hear from Daryl Ryder, our Browns beat reporter, coming up a little later on. And Charles Robinson, senior NFL writer for Yahoo Sports. Charles is going to give us some great stuff coming up at 1 o'clock. I wonder what he's hearing about possibly moving the game. I wonder what he's thinking about the Browns now sitting where they're sitting in the standings, which, of course, the 3-6 and six isn't where anybody wants them to be. Next, Cavs. There's an issue here, and it's a, a – Bonding, meshing issue that I don't know that anybody expected. Hmm. Next on Baskin and Phelps.